Hi, lady. Welcome back to the Lioness Method podcast for female business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders who are passionate about growing their leadership skills, building amazing teams, and solving real-life problems with their growth mindset. I'm your host, Narissa Sue, and today we have Elizabeth DeCristo, and she is a functional medicine, uh, medicine certified health coach, and she sets out to inspire women, and specifically women over 40. I think we have a few of those listening, at least one or a couple right here, uh, to take back their life and vitality by getting to the root cause of their overall health. Health and wellness has been in Elizabeth's world for the last decade and has evolved as soon as she turned and evolved as soon as she turned 30. Elizabeth's career was mainly in the apparel corporate world, a career that was not sustainable. And in the midst of her starting her own health journey, she experienced some burnout. Taking on a mind-body approach, Elizabeth started incorporating optimal nutrition, meditation, journaling, daily workouts, and movement, and practicing setting boundaries, all which helped her thrive in everyday life. Elizabeth started building her own business in her 40s and offers her services as a health coach to help high-achieving and high-performing entrepreneur females 40 to 60 years old who need to operate at peak state in order to meet the high demands of corporate, family, and social life, an area in which she is really familiar with. She's a host of an alternative health and wellness podcast called The Root of Our Health which ties in with her mission of changing behaviors by empowering entrepreneurial women in their 40s and beyond to know their self-worth. Amazing. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. Wonderful. Now, I am so excited to dive in and just learn more about all of the wonderful things that you offer. And, and I know that the lady listening to this podcast is really going to appreciate your insights as a woman who has lived through the corporate jungle and made it out on the other end uh, to tell the story. So tell us a little bit about who you serve and how you serve them. Yes, thank you so much for asking. I serve women over 40s. So this can be, you know, 40s, uh, 50s, 60s, midlife. And I serve the women over 40 who are high achieving. So these are women who are go-getters, they're in the corporate sector or they're entrepreneurs themselves. And the reason why I serve these women is because they experience stress and burnout because we take it all on. I'm a woman in my 40s and I know a lot about that. Um, we take on everything in our lives and things shift, our hormones shift. Um, when we get to this age and when we're piling things on um, as we age, our bodies change at the same time. So that's an additional stress. So I like to speak from my experience and speak to um, these women. Uh, they're not alone and there is definitely help out there. Amazing. No, I love that. And I think there's such a great need for that because just like you said, things change when we hit 40, right? I'm, I'm going on 44 this year and I, I experienced the same, the same uh, burnout in the corporate world. And it, I would also call it kind of an awakening as well, right? Did you experience yeah. kind of an awakening? Um, because you were like, oh, wow, life cannot go on this way and there's got to be a better way to live, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I... 
So in my midst of my burnout, I was actually on my own health and wellness journey, which was crazy at the time. So I took it upon myself to, you know, at the time work out and eat better, um, you know, eat for a longevity. And um, because of that, because of the positive changes in my life, which was, you know, also it helped my cogniz cognition. So I was doing great at work and I got promoted. Now that promotion actually was a detriment to my health because mm -hmm. the promotion actually was, I needed to step it up a little bit, which means I needed to add more hours of work to my day. And I, um, at the time I was communicating with overseas vendors. So I was on very, very early when they woke up or they were going to sleep and I was on very, very late when they woke up. So it was, you know, kind of always on and then always in meetings and never time for myself. So it kept going and going and going. And obviously when you keep going in that chronic stress, that's when you get to that burnout. And it was in my own understanding that I'm trying to be healthy on one hand. And then all of a sudden my job is saying, no, you can't be healthy on the other hand. And you just have to come to a point where like, my health is a little bit more important. So I stepped away. And I, and I loved even in your bio, how you talked about setting really good boundaries and saying no, like tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So in, um, you know, as I stepped away and as I was trying to figure out, you know, not just what I wanted to do in my life, but how I wanted to live. Right. So even if I got into a corporate um, environment, which I did again, but I made it a point to where I said, you know what, I need my mornings. So I got up early but I also did meditations because as I, um, you know, last three or four years, I really got into meditation and I also worked out in the morning. So I used to work out after work um, because I was like, I'm never going to do the mornings. I can't do mornings. But then I, you know, I shifted because I felt that having that morning routine um, of not only meditating, getting, you know, starting the day in a quiet space, but also moving your body. So I would have those non-negotiables set up for me to where, you know, if you wanted me to start at a certain time, I will make that happen, but you can't ask me to start any earlier because I'm not giving up what I what is helpful in my life and in my health. So mm -hmm. that is why I, I got those non-negotiables. And then same thing like during the day, I need to get up, get walking, you know? So it's, it's owning your day and how you can set yourself up to say no and how to understand how to say no. That is a trick thing because we as women, especially women over 40, want to say yes to everything. We just want to take it on because we feel bad when we're saying no, we feel that we feel like and we're I think like, we, we have a little bit of that superwoman complex, exactly. too, right? <laughs> yes. No, exactly. Exactly that. We want to take everything on because we want to be that caretaker. And so when it when it comes to saying no, it takes a little bit of work and also a little bit of self-understanding like, and then self-care and self-love. 
love that. Have you heard of the Miracle Morning, the the Savers strategy? I I heard of it. I don't know like exactly what it is. So if, I would love to hear more about it. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's really similar to what you're describing. Um, so basically the miracle morning is this a great book and it talks all about how to set up your morning for success. And the saver method is uh, waking up in silence, starting distract uh, distraction free. So you're not grabbing your cell phone. Nice. Um, and then a is for affirmation. So doing some affirmation work, a uh, prayer meditation, uh, and then the V is for visualization, which you also mentioned. So this is why I was like, oh, this sounds exactly like this. And then exercise, moving your body, having at least 20 minutes of movement. Um, and then taking time to read, because I know all the leaders out there, they probably have at least two or three books on their nightstand, right? Yes. Yes, okay. actually. Yeah, no, I was just going to, you know, go on top of that. Is, yes, I read. Um, I'm just reading, you know, I think. Gabrielle Bernstein's book, um, her latest one, Judgment Detox. So yeah, reading is key, definitely. I'm gonna write that down. Write that down, ladies. Judgment Detox. Yes. I love that. Yes. And the last one was scribe, so journaling. So so yes. yeah, so so do all those things kind of apply to some of your methodologies? Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And journaling definitely key too. Um, because it's when we have our thoughts going on, you know, 100 miles an hour in our mind, we need to kind of release them. Whether they're stressful thoughts, whether they're to-dos, whether they're, you know, um, what's going on in the day or just maybe being grateful. You know, we got to release it and pen to paper, you know, journaling that it has a powerful impact. Because it's kind of like whatever you have in your mind is going through your hand onto paper and it just releases it. And then you read it and you understand, you know, again, whatever you write about, you read it and, and it's like, wow, that, you know, it, I, I thought of that, like, or I'm going through this and this is what helps me go through it. It's, it's you know, I actually used it when my dad passed three years ago. It was my healing process because I got out what I was feeling when I couldn't get it out in any other way. So it's just a definitely a powerful tool to have in addition to everything else that you read off. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I know there's probably uh, the woman listening right now is most definitely experienced some loss that, you know, if you're over 40 years old, then you've definitely had some loss. And we are getting to that age, unfortunately, where we are watching our parents, um, you know, age, age gracefully um, and kind of get on in their years. So there's a lot of challenges there that I think women can identify with you about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what um. And just kind of switching gears a little bit, because I'm really curious um, about maybe some of the challenges that you had, even jumping out there, because it's a big switch. Like you have to honor yourself for for jumping out of the corporate world and saying, I'm going to I'm going to go and make it my new mission to help women. Um, but I know that you said that this is something that you've always done. You're just now transitioning into a, a service that you're providing. Uh, but it's always been in your heart and something that you've actively done. So what are some challenges that you had to overcome to get your your business started? Yes. Um, 
structure <laughs> because when you're in that corporate world you have that structure of knowing when to get up knowing when you have to get to work and you know maybe your day is not structured out all the time but it is those projects those tasks that you know will get your job done and as an entrepreneur and right now as a solopreneur um it's like you're juggling all these tasks and it's like Oh my gosh, when, you know, when am I going to do this one? Or, you know, when do I have this one? And your time I've noticed kind of goes in all over the place. Meaning mm -hmm. just an example, I talk about exercise in the morning and boundaries, right? Um, I knew I had a project that I had to get done for tomorrow and I knew I had other things on my schedule today. So I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna not exercise in the morning and I'm just gonna take a short walk in the afternoon because I have to get this done at like six or seven o'clock. I have to start it. So whereas before I wouldn't even open an email, do anything until I got to work, which was around nine o'clock. So it's kind of figuring out that it's not always gonna be, you know, nine, nine to five and you shut down at five, it's gonna be, okay, I need to get this done in order for me to A, meet a client tomorrow or prep for this interview tomorrow, um, or look at your week and find out what do I have to do to prepare myself for success? And that could take all day, it could take into nine o'clock, but again, having that understanding of your own health and wellness, that's what brings me back to cutting it off at certain times. It's just kind of finding that, um, that balance of timing, really. I love that. And I think um, um, an amazing practice that I learned from one of my mentors was uh, writing down, you know, three things that you want to accomplish that you want to accomplish, not that you have to do or you must do, but things that you want to get accomplished uh, for the day when you first wake up in the morning. And then before you go to bed, um, making your reviewing to see, you know, what you've actually done yeah. uh, and then making a new list for, for the morning, kind of anticipating your day again. Uh, Cause as, as we were talking about before, um, cause we were talking offline a little bit that uh, there's so many distractions. Um, and we met on clubhouse, which is an amazing platform, yeah. uh, but you, the notifications come in all day long about these great conversations to have. Yeah. or different social media things. So it's really easy to get distracted and pulled out of your day um, when you're in leadership. Yeah, exactly that. Because it's, you know, when you're starting out, you want to be noticed and you want to be out there and you want, you know, all of these collaborations and all of these, you know, kind of getting your, my name out there, you know, as who I am. And so it's kind of like having FOMO. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I should be in this room because I would make a great impact and I, you know, people would follow me and then blah, 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 blah. But, you know, as we, as I mentioned before, it's like, I can be so much out there, but I need to understand how to give, like, what is my value? If I don't work on my value, if I don't constantly work on what I can give as far as value, which is creating or calling people, you know, doing that, what good is it? I could collaborate all day and all night, 
but how do I give that value to that client who, you know, then hops on the call? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm lost. No, I love yeah. that. And it hundred percent is all about providing value. And I think also as coaches, uh, one of the biggest thing is also having the end in mind before you even start. So knowing what the end game is, like if you're going to be in, in a clubhouse room, then knowing the, your audience that you're going to be speaking to and how you're going to connect with them, how you're going to get them on a call to serve them. As, and then once you get them on the call, like, what are you, what are you closing them on? Right? Like what, yeah. what is the end game? And right. so I, yeah. And then kind of sorting through our day to see if things are in alignment so we can reach the people we truly want to serve. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, so what are some practices that you do that help you stay inspired and maintain your clarity uh, for what you do working with women? That's a great question. Um, you know, I always, I always go back to my why and um, it's more of a personal why. So it's more of a, how I was, you know, my history, my, not only my health history, but my family health history. So it's it's encompassing like what I went through as a child, as a teenager, um, going into now in my forties, um, and then taking into account that my family history, my you know my mom has all of these health issues. My dad passed away from cancers, and then family, family, family. And they all like a lot passed away in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And so it's been to where it's not too late. You know, that is where, that is what I keep telling um, my clients, my, you know, the people that I talk to, it's never too late to change your health. And you have the power and the control to do so yourself. And the reason why I say that over and over is because I did it myself. I have, um, you know, I haven't overcome, I didn't have any diagnosis outside of adrenal fatigue or even um, eating disorders, but it's more or less, you know, understanding that your lifestyle, how you live, you have control over that. Mm -hmm. So, having that control and having that knowledge of understanding good health, um, you know, just because you have a family history of cancer or, you know, breast cancer, I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking 